Welcome to the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen. Uh, tonight's episode, episode 29, Stranger Things, uh, New Pinball Media. Uh, with us tonight are some members of the roundtable, some old, some new. Uh, we've got Dan Hello. and his lovely wife, Jamie, tonight. Greetings and salutations. Alex. What's up, everybody? Uh, Brian. <laughs> Hello. And uh, Eric Suffered. Greetings. And we're recording uh, on the road tonight. We're at Eric's house and his uh, uh, mother mother-in-law pad above the garage. Cool remodeled, very nice uh, arcade slash bar. This is really sweet. So anyway, so uh, yeah, we're recording tonight. And uh, what are we talking about tonight? All kinds of stuff. Well, let's let's start off with the review of Stranger Things. A bunch of us went uh, and played it on location last Friday, a week ago. And uh, so, Dan, I'm going to let you start. Stranger Things. It's a cool game. I didn't get to play it very much because it kept breaking. You want more? How did it break? What did you do to it? We're going to get into that. Um, it's, hard to have, it's hard to have an opinion about it because of the fact that I didn't really even get a full game in. Uh, if I had to, to break it apart, I would just go ahead and start off by saying I didn't think it was a great looking game. I really couldn't hear the sound. The playfield layout is very reminiscent of Attack from Mars, so it's good. It's definitely a, a box standard Brian Eddy. Um, the full game that I got in was pretty cool. You hit the drop targets, it lowers the drawbridge, and you're fighting the Demogorgon. I thought that was really cool, even though I could not hit the, uh, the Demogorgon to kill it, but it was a really cool, intense pitched battle. However, before I got to finish any one of my games, the lock mechanism always malfunctioned, and so I never got to play the actual multi-ball. Or I just sucked, and I didn't manage to start the actual multi-ball. <laughs> Which edition was it? It's the Pro. The Pro? Jamie, did you play it yet? I haven't had a chance to. Huh? I've been sick with the sinus infection, so... Yeah, I haven't really... Uh, the only thing that I've played in the last week was uh, a round of World Cup, because that's my baby. Yeah, so you are you guys have a nice World Cup. Probably okay. Alex. I have my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alex, what's your impre- first impressions oh, of Stranger Things? Stranger Things. It's pretty strange, but fun. Um, obviously, it's a Brian Eddy game, so the layout's going to be similar to Attack and Medieval with the Demogorgon bashing and all of that. It is, I, I would have to say, that's probably one of the toughest shots in pinball, along with the slam ramp and no good gophers, in my opinion. Uh, I like the game. But I think I would probably play Jurassic over it. But I did enjoy playing it for the first time. I thought it had some pretty cool shots. And I got to play it a lot more often than just Friday. So hoping to play it again soon. Yeah, because you hit me up like the next day and said, hey, you want to go? Or a couple yeah. of days later. Uh, I was, like, oh, I was I can't. meeting up with Dave. That's Shout funny. out to Big Dave, David Horning. Yeah. Uh, who plays in Lodi League. Right. Uh, and he was enjoying it too. Yeah. So Alex and I were there the... We were there, actually, and I was actually there the day we, it came out, too, so yeah. I've been kind of all over it <laughs> as soon as it started to come out, because I thought the layout looked pretty neat. Cool. Ryan? Uh, I can give two reviews. I can give a review for my son, Atticus, who is four, and he said it was the worst game there. He did not <laughs> like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you say, well, he's only four years old, you know, his favorite game currently is Iron Maiden and Funhouse. So it's not like the kid has bad taste. 
Um, as far as it goes, I think the game is – I didn't like it. It was really hard to get into a game where the ball lock mechanism would break. They get stuck behind the, dem- like the Demogorgon. Um, it wasn't fun because it just – it broke. As far as the looks go, the translate is awful. It looks like a bad photocopy of a real translate. Um, it is pretty I, cheesy. Yeah, I'm. It just feels like they went real cheap on this one. Again, maybe when the code comes out, like I find a game that works right, or I try a premium or an LE, and my mind may change. But right now, I'm just not impressed. Mm-hmm. Eric, uh, I was. Uh, I met up with Alex the day that they put that thing in over at over at Uncle Vito's, and it played okay. But just um, it's unfortunate that the new games come with so little in the in the way of code. It makes playing them really more dependent on how good of a shooter it is. And the, my first impression was it wasn't that great of a shooter, but I, I really want to like the game. I really like the theme. I agree on the back glass. The, the artwork is pretty It's pretty bad. I mean, it's, it seems pretty uh, low quality considering the theme and the amount of, the amount of uh, fan base there is for that game. You'd think they would want to go over the top on that thing. But, man, it just... It, it just feels like that it, great. I'm sorry. It feels like a bummer because it's drawn from that 80s nostalgia, and there's so much cool stuff they could have done using colors or schemes from the 80s, with including the characters, and it just they missed. Yeah. The artwork just screams. This is Netflix's like standard artwork that you can use on Stranger Things merchandise. You know, please use oh, it. Royalty free. Yeah. And for me, the other thing that I didn't like about it, and I mean, I'm sure I'm alone here, but I'm just like. I know it's iconic from the show, but I do not need to see a preteen girl with a nosebleed on the back glass. It's like, come on. Only if it's a Trudeau game. Right. Oh. Oh. I'm not even sure what that means. (laughs) I I really want to... There we go. I was was late on the rim shot. Sorry. (laughs) I really want to go take a look at it, though, just from an art perspective. One of the first things I do whenever I see a new table is... Because like, I'm, I'm a graphic designer. The first thing I do is look at how do they brand it? How is the artwork on it? How does it tie in together? Do you see any obvious flaws or anything like that? And so for me, from all the promo work I saw and some of the stuff I watched people playing it online, it did look like a well-presented machine. But again, your mileage may vary. I might have a different opinion seeing it in person. But mm. overall, I wasn't unhappy with the design. And I really do like that whole sort of you know, theater screen that you have in the background that lowers down for the uh, mm-hmm. organ. So, mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I really like the ball up me- mechanism, and I'm really disappointed, but not entirely surprised to find that it's having issues. At least for the one you guys played. Oh, they are all having issues. Yeah. So, and and to be fair, that that game was a demo at a at a show. Yes. That so, he, they did not get that brand new in the box. Yeah, so but still not good with Stern. Yeah, having that issue. But on top of that, isn't the whole point of having the, these demo units out also is partly like beta testing? Yeah. They get real life play on them, then they go back, take that into wherever lab or whatever they do their work, and then try to fix it and make it better by seeing how people are actually playing it. Did, did they have cameras up in these places too? No, it's not that kind of demo. It was more like it was at a show. But I mean, in other places, there'll be people monitoring it, right? (laughs) Yeah. You'll have people working on it that are going to monitor how it's going to work. Like when Marco does brings games to the show that they're selling, you you know, you get the better price because you keep it there for the weekend. They have stern reps on site there that are helping adjust things and, and 
and giving playing tips and things like that. But they don't really location test games anymore. No, they don't. Those games at the shows, for demo purposes, were production units that were being sold to customers. Well, and it's just, it's it's because of the way that the industry itself has evolved. Mike Vinicorn just talked about that. He was on uh, Slapsafe Finball. Yeah. Um, And I was listening to the interview the other day in the truck, and uh, he was talking about that very thing. When he worked at Bally Williams, there was no internet. Okay, so the only people on the test locations that would see the games or even know about the games would be the hardcore people in the Chicagoland area. So they would always go and play because he was talking about one of the games he bought that he still has. I forget. I, I want to tell you it was oh god, it wasn't it wasn't Adam Family because he traded. That was a great story too. But uh, I'm I'm kind of diverging no, no, here, but it's, it's really relevant to what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. So, but they, but they would put them on test because they could have said they couldn't do that now because within 28 seconds, there'd be pictures and video all over the internet and it would blow their wide because it'd be sick because they would have games on test four, five, six months before they hit the streets mm-hmm. to the, the operators. The so, so I'll go through my quick review of stranger things that now having that news that it was a, a game at a show or something okay that kind of changes things i was really excited to play it now i just started watching stranger things about two months ago when i heard the game was coming out i started binge watching because i would come home and the boys would be watching it and i'd catch a clip or two but then i started sitting down and watching it with them and i went back and viewed the whole first season and caught up um and then, like, for Christmas, I bought the boys of Dungeons & Dragons Stranger Things Edition. And we've been playing that and having a blast. And it's really taken me back. You know, I'm sitting on the couch with the boys. And, and you know, especially Seth's like, Dad, was that what life was like for you in the 80s? I'm like, exactly, you know. And, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they do a good job in the nostalgia bit. So I started getting real excited for Stranger Things. So we all met. And some of the best part of us meeting and all meeting at the pizza place was, uh, you know, I, Seth wanted to come and he's usually kind of a homebody. Mickey was not feeling good because every, our house sounds like a TV ward right now. Everybody's <laughs> getting over the crowd, man. So uh, it really does. So, uh, but you know, Brian brought his boys out and there was a whole gang of us out on location playing. Kendra made it. Kendra, Kendra made, made it. Out on- Adam, Adam, Adam and, and, and his nephew Mad Max it came great. out. It was it was a good turnout, just like Eric, you had said on the last episode at the end of the year, hey, let's make a pact in the new year. Let's do more location play. So it was yeah. really exciting. We had a great group. Right. And then, like you, Dan, I remember while I walked up to the game, you're like, hey, bud, and you were finishing up your game. It's like, hey, uh, hitting the, hitting the uh, uh, Demogorgon is going to be a little bit difficult, man. I'm like, okay. So... I got my first game in, me and you and Seth, and it did okay. I don't think I lo- locked up or lost any balls. I did. I know you did um, <laughs> on that one game. But then, so I was having a pretty good time. Yes, Brian, Eddie. Like, okay, like the left ramp, I like the way it shoots up before the lock. But, you know, it just it feels good. It's similar to Attack Mars, but there's some differences. Now, I noticed something, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it was a really dark game, and the place we're at, it's really dark, which is kind of cool, but a lot of stuff I couldn't see. Plus, this is radio or internet radio, and you can't tell. I'm really short. i got to stay on my tippy toes to see the top of the game, okay? Uh, but if you shoot that left orbit, there must be a diverter because sometimes it'll come down the right ramp return. Yeah, that was really yes. neat. That is really neat. And I wanted to bring that, that up. That's a satisfying shot. That is a really satisfying cool. shot. Or then you can shoot the right ramp and like bring it down the, the right ramp. Return. Yeah, exactly. But so I thought, I thought, exactly. oh, 
I thought, yeah. I thought, totally. Well, I, I love Deadpool, but we won't get into that. But uh, so well, I, I wasn't a dig on Yeah, that, yeah, so. I know. No, but I thought that was a really cool Deadpool feature, and nobody else has really mentioned that. And I thought, oh, okay. So you can get the right ramp return two ways. Okay, that's cool. So I was having a good time. I don't think I got multi-ball. None of us got multi-ball. None of us got multi-ball, but I did kill the – it took me like 10 shots to kill the Demi-Gorgon. And I thought, okay, maybe I just suck. But the game seemed level, and it was set up good. Everything was working good. After that, it really went downhill fast <laughs> because the game wasn't working correctly. And I trust Atticus, and Atticus we trust. If he says something, I will hold him to it <laughs> because that kid loves Iron Maiden and Funhouse, and he's okay by me. You know so, who must have liked Stranger Things, though? was Seth, because I'm pretty sure Seth figured out a way to roll us every time we play. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, he was wrecking us. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he was playing good. He loves the show. Yeah. Um, so, you well, know. He looks kind of like one of the Stranger Things. He does. He's got that look, right? Yeah. He's got that 80s nerd kid look. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he's going to end up being really rich because he's really smart. Um but anyway, so it really went downhill. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. I went on social media because I'm retarded. Um, and and oh, and we're not supposed to say that, are we? Okay, I'm I'm special. Uh, <laughs> okay, and I I ripped on Stranger Things pretty bad because I was really I was let down, man. Uh, because you know the game. Uh, well, we'll get into okay real quick. What happened was is uh, first the ball just kept locking up up behind the, the Demigorgon on all of us. So the ball would stick. It would go through five or six uh, ball searches, and then it would just shut your turn off and start three the next turn. Three ball searches, and then it would okay. end your ball. Okay, three ball searches, end your ball. Really right. or, or I would tilt out one of the two just trying to well, just lodge it. Well, tilted out trying to shake so the that, ball, but the programming of the game, which I absolutely yeah. intentional, yeah. is three ball searches, and it ends your ball. Yeah. Which is... It's pretty shanky. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. and I did. I don't blame the operators because they. Okay, and then Kendra's eating. So finally, she comes over to get on her first game, her second ball. She plays her second ball. Then I go up because I'm after her. And the lock mechanism, the post uh, on the ramp, is completely shot out and laying on the ramp. At that point, we just shut the game down. So. I, I did something really bad, so I'm going to go ahead and own it here because I'm a terrible human. I really am. I feel terrible about this. You vandalized Uncle Vito. No, I did. Yeah, I yeah. would do that. Okay, <laughs> so Greg Bone put up his pro for sale because I think he wants to get a premium or an LE. So there's a bunch of other people ranking on it. I don't know what I was thinking. It was late at night. I should have just let it go, but I went on there, and I ripped on that game. And he called me out on it. He was right to do so. I, I removed those posts. And I did apologize. And I'm going to apologize again to Greg Bone, who was a good dude. You monster. Um, yeah. No, it was it was, it was was not a cool thing to do. And I was really wrong to do it. Yeah, I just, like, I ranked on, I ranked on Stern, not him. Okay. You, you talking shit on the internet. I know. Makes you a fan of pinball. I know. Now, <laughs> you probably could have chosen a better forum for yes. that yes. somebody's for sale phone. Yes. And Greg Bone is, you know, generally a, a fairly stand-up, decent guy. Yes. You know. So, so, so yeah. I apologize to you, Greg Bone, if you hear this. Um, yeah. One of I, our dozens of fans, no doubt. Yeah, well, some last have, podcast standing. Right. Yeah, there we go. Greg so, yeah. So anyway, so but you know, thinking about it more, the ops. Uh, who are the ops down there? Curtis from Dallas from uh, the retro. 
Chris and Dallas from the retro. Okay, yeah. Chris and Dallas are righteous dudes. Uh, they were down there within 12 hours fixing everything and Chris getting was. it. Okay, so Chris was. You're still Dallas both. Was out of town. Okay, well, you're both righteous dudes. Thank you, Alex. Uh, so anyway, so they got it fixed really quick, and it's been running pretty good since. Um, the code is really, really uh, premature. Premature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, really the, really the, the button doesn't do anything yet. I look forward to seeing improved code. Hope we'll have a lot more scenes and stuff from the game. Jamie, you brought up a wonderful point because you are able to look at it through a clear lens, objectively being a graphics illustrator, a graphics designer. I was just taking a moment to look over the LE playfield. So okay. I've got some thoughts on it already. But the projector, <laughs> I think, is really beautiful. And I uh, like the projector. I, like it. I love the idea of the projector. Really, yeah. Uh, did you, you saw the video of the projector, the stream? Uh, Me too. And okay. the drop targets and everything. And people are kind of ranking on that. I mean, that's, it's, it's that's early, too. Applesauce. Uh, it I'm is. Sorry. It is. And that that's is awesome. Cool. The stream itself, I don't think, is too amazing. But, like, the like target is changing. Yeah. That looks uh, – with the flames. Really yeah. It's stuff like that that is the innovation – Yes. needs to keep Agreed. it with this forward momentum. We've, we've had the talk on my podcast, and I'll talk about myself later. Yeah. Um, Orange Lounge Radio video game. I'll tell people about it later. Um, but at any rate, um, I do Classic Pinball of the Month on my show, and we actually had a discussion about how you know, people are like, oh, pinball's dying, whatever. But no, it's not, and it's within the last what decade or so that we really had this and as long as there's this innovation coming in like for example dialed in has its telephone on the on the screen and it incorporates into the gameplay and then you have some of those more interactive elements like um well just even with the the screen itself on like wizard of Oz and those jersey jack uh, tables how they play a little bit more into the action on the table but now you have this full immersion this is what pinball 2000 tried to be i think right yeah and so this is the perfect evolution, and I can only see it getting better from here as they keep innovating. Because that's what this is the biggest thing that I think with with any technology is that you have to find one thing that is unexpected, and to I'm going to throw an Apple quote out here: you have to surprise and delight your audience. I love that. That's the end. I, I'm going to go real retro with you. One of my all-time favorite games, which I no longer own, but own one for several years and will own again someday, Whirlwind. Because you have the spinning the disc. The air conditioner. The air conditioner. <laughs> you have the spinning disc, but then you had the fan come on. And and like Love you said, it, it drew you in. It was something like that. Power. Yeah, feel the power at a great light show. But it's things like that. I, what I always tell people is a good pinball machine to me is like a roller coaster ride. You actually get an adrenaline rush from it. Stranger Things didn't do that for me yet. Now it made down the road with code improvements, with uh, some you know some repairs and things, um, or not repair. Well, yeah, adjustments. You now, know, like, let's be fair. They've, they've got this, to tweak it. Right. Yeah. This game is brand new. Like, yeah. It's probably the newest machine that we've had access to in a long time. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a pity that we didn't get the experience that we were hoping for. But I mean, that's that's pinball, right? I mean, that's for pinball. better or for worse. And a year down the road, this will not be the same game that it was today. Right. How many not tables have been like that? Didn't you? We even had that talk of a lot. A few months ago about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah. right? And it took years for Ghostbusters to get the update that everybody that or that some people. Walking Dead was universally hated. Walking Dead, and now it's the beloved. Kiss. Metallica. Kiss. 
what they're doing like with some of the classic tables, the mods to those, and they're breathing new life into it, but they're also updating rule sets to keep the games exciting. Well, but I mean, that's kind of aside from the point that it's like Stern's bringing out brand new, brand new games that they're charging 6K for right. that are not. You know what, though? This same thing is going on in the video game industry, because how often do we have DLC comes out that fixes the game? But how many $6,000 games? No. That's a good point. From what I hear, the video game community is even more brutal than pinball people. Yeah, yeah. They're brutal, but they're brutal in a different way. Right, and we don't want to start that thread like on Pinside. Where all they do is talk about DRC or whatever that thing is. Yeah. Digital license. DRM. Digital rights management. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the, the whole the whole thing with it though is that when people are passionate about something and they really like it, they're going to get bent about it. So yeah. The the trolling will happen. Yeah. Right. But new new pinball enthusiasts are another breed. And again, you've got to really consider that like the cheapest pinball machines these days are probably a thousand plus. When you get into the realm of new in box, you're talking about six thousand dollars, and when you're paying $6,000 for a game... There's some expectations. There's some... Well, <laughs> there's an well, expectation of, and of proper performance. Kind of my point yeah. is that you can't take what works perhaps in the video game industry and apply it to pinball because you do have a higher price point on it. You can't yeah. say, oh, we'll release this patch. Great, the game's fits. Now, right. it won't you know, soft lock you or something. Whereas, you know... I want this lock to work. Why is it not right. working? Why is it doing the thing? Why is well, it not there's, doing the thing? there's two different problems there. You know, the first problem is that how somehow that game got released with a easy fail mechanism. And it would be fine if it was an easy fail mechanism that you're like, oh, that's incredibly complex and it does something cool that you've never seen before. It is an up post. It is a feature that has been on zillions of games. And in a lot of games, that up post, like, like a monopoly. Like you drill that up post 50 times a game and yeah. it performs. I've never had a problem with that. Years and years and years. But on this new game, because of what Stern is doing to get games out faster, get games out, maybe not cheaper, but lower their bill of materials, you have a very basic. And the other thing that's failing on Stern's, I hate to say it, is the flippers, but uh, you know, a very basic feature of the game that is failing within the first handful of games. And yeah, that's not to say anything about the issues that they're having with coil stops just explode. I'm glad you brought that up because that was going into our next thing about the build quality. That's and what I was doing. It was called a segue. And it, it was, was a segue genius. and it was genius. It was genius. beautiful. And we're not talking over each other. We're improving. We're good at this. We are good at we this. We are podcasting professionals. Yeah, damn yeah. right. Wait, that means we get paid. We are podcasting amateurs. <laughs> yeah. okay. So I've been doing this this long, and we're not making what? <laughs> hey, you made what? Forty-seven cents last week. <laughs> wow. Put that into perspective. Jamie has been podcasting before podcasting was a thing. We did internet radio back on this thing called Live Three Sixty Five. And uh, we we actually stay live for our recordings now, but we've just taken the live experience and just said, hey, pop that out on a recording. It's like, we'll do it live. See, we it. do that as well Woo! because Spencer is too lazy to edit. The only yeah. reason that we <laughs> I'm have... I'm editing tonight. He is editing tonight. <laughs> well, the only reason... And by the way, our, our gift to you is a gift from yeah. Orange Lounge Thank Radio, you. which is my podcast. 3 
No, it's actually Vogue Network. And that gift was a beautiful. Yeah, the Vogue Network. The Voice of okay. Gamers. Uh, I'll get it out of the way. No, please. Orange Lounge Radio is a podcast about video games, video game lifestyle, and where every gamer has a voice. We broadcast live at six o'clock p.m. on Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. V like Victor O G like Golf Network. And that's actually how we monetize because we record everything live. We're on camera. And then we go back and podcast it. We're available not through uh, Stitcher anymore, um, but through uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the usual. Yeah. But we're a three hour train wreck where we talk about video games, old and new. And I do a little pinball thing once a month. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Well, and thank you for sharing that. And another thing, too, we have the distinction of being a very uh, uh, LGBT plus positive uh, podcast, as well as being open to all of the voices of the gamer community so that everyone does get a voice. Awesome. I love that. So so it's basically anybody, and everybody. We are officially the longest running video game podcast on the Internet ever. That's could, awesome. This is incredible. We could submit for a Guinness World Record. Wow. We actually talked about it. No, you guys should. I, I always like to tell people, I call it the sandbox, the sandbox philosophy, the sandbox effect. When you're five, you're in a sandbox at the park. And another kid comes in and they're playing in the sandbox. And you're like, oh, you like candy? I like candy. We're friends. That's pinball. That's video games. And that's what I love about it. We don't care. It got brought up on Pinside. And I, and I, and I posted something to the effect of, you know, we have about 30 people that come to our league regularly. Of that, like I counted in my head, nine are women. Okay. And we have Hispanic and Asian. We even have a French person. And I said, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And I said, oh, oh. I said, you know what? Nobody cares. And I put in caps, no one. You know what it is? It's like, oh, you like pinball? I like pinball. Cool. We're friends. I love it. No drama. That's what should that's how it should be. Me? No, not you. Uh, sorry, it's been a long day at work. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Nick. Nick, thank you. I thought Nick was Greek. No, he's French. Oh. <laughs> he looks to me like he's Greek. He does have that Greek look about he's him. Very he's got this classic. He really does. All yeah. Classic. He's, he's a sweetheart of guy. He's he has like, 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 like multiple uh, patents. Uh, he worked for Apple for many years, and I, I go to his house like all over. His, he's a very humble man, but all over his walls are all these patents, and I'm like, you know, Nick Stein, Nick Stein, Nick Stein. It's Stein, isn't it? No, I don't know. Not Nick Stein. I would not Nick Stein. I would name Nick, Nick, Nick Stein's money. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> not why I say Stein. I don't know, but anyway, but Nick. Okay, and he has Anyways, he has the most beautiful. He's a great dude. He's a great dude. Anyway, so he's French, but my I emphasize that point of like it's it's acceptance because oh we like the same things oh cool and and we're having fun so um oh, okay so Bill Quad yeah so I went nuts on the internet oh, what was I thinking um but here's the thing like I sat and had dinner with Mike Vinicor and. Uh, Tanya Kleist. Tanya Kleist, thank you, at the, at the, at the dinner last year Golden at the Golden State, State Pinball Festival. Festival. And we had a wonderful time. We talked. I mean, these guys are just down-to-earth good dudes, and I know they're passionate, and I know they love what they do. So I don't want to rank on them. That wouldn't be cool because they put their heart and soul into every game they make. So, you know, Brian Eddy coming back, and, you know, everybody goes on about Attack from Mars and medieval madness yes because they're great games but then again so is shadow and that's a departure from any either any of those games i will say this i don't know who it is i don't know if it's the bean counters but you know they always say we want to grow pinball we want to grow pinball and they are growing pinball but guys somebody the casual player that doesn't go on the internet look at pinball doesn't go to shows doesn't watch twitch streams doesn't listen to a podcast even a bad one 
like this. Yay. Uh, maybe. Maybe. The worst podcast. Maybe the worst ever. And we will get into that. No. Um, no, we can't. But, but my whole I point is. I've heard worse. I'll yeah. They're going to they're gonna go in. They're going to put it in their buck. They're going to go, oh, cool, pinball. Oh, cool, Stranger Things. And this well, is how. Stop right there real quick. They're going to put in a dollar. Yeah. Which is not an insignificant amount of money to most people. True. Yeah. Right. That's a whole taco. That is a whole podcast. I'm telling you, man. I, and we were talking about this real quick. We're coming home from league the other night. Me and Henry were. It was just like 50 cents is what a pinball is supposed to cost. Now, we know that's not realistic as pinball machines are $6,000. <laughs> so we understand that a dollar is reasonable, but somewhere, exactly, yeah, somewhere in your little pea brain, like the difference between Two 75 cents and a dollar is more than a quarter. It's the perception that yes, when I'm putting in a dollar, I'm putting in a significant amount of money and I expect proper entertainment. Yes. And to the person who especially doesn't understand that it's like, hey man, these machines are $6,000. If they drop a dollar in that machine and they have a substandard experience, do you think that second dollar is coming? Nope. No. Nope. So I'm Not sorry, please. Please continue. Just that was a great like. I'm just like a buck is a lot of money on a location. Yes, yes, and no, I'm glad you chimed in because you you emphasize that point even more. And you know, they, and everybody in the industry. And I've been listening to so many podcasts lately. You know, because I've been out on the road a lot. So you know, they had Zach Sharp on uh, one of the shows last week, and he was talking about that. He was growing pinball, and I know these guys are passionate. I know they put their heart and soul into it. And you know, and God bless them, and thank you guys, all of you who work in the pinball industry for what you do. But guys, that's how your product, that's how your uh, license is being represented out there. Uh, you guys need to step up your game, plain and simple. And the price on a pro now is 6K. And you're putting that out over 6K. Over six, what's like 6,100, yeah. right? Okay. And that's the quality. That's how your product and you're representing that license. You got to step it up. You gotta do better. The coil stops, those little parts. I know. Look, dude, stop tell tell Gary, tell the bean counters to jam it in their butt. You got to have these things bulletproof. And thank God for good ops, because if that game is set for a week, not only would it not make money for the op, but it's taking up space and it's shut off. And then people are just looking at it going, and they'll never play another pinball again. Or maybe they will, I don't know. But my whole point is is, you know, you gotta do better. We're, we're, we're asking nicely, but, you know, because we're not going to put money. Look, I don't, you know, I'm going to go back and put money into it, but I'm insane. But, you know, I want to go put money into it with my boys in our in our group, and I want it at least working well so I can have an enjoyable experience. This also does work back into the branding aspect of it as well, because your first, like, I'm just going to throw out another example as far as Please. the digital game goes. Final Fantasy XIV MMO. When it first came out, it was garbage it pushed people away from the entire final fantasy franchise for a lot of people but they went back completely revamped it put it out as this thing called a realm reborn suddenly it is the most popular mmo and it's beating out world of warcraft because they played their branding right they said we made a mistake and that's what a lot of these companies when they're putting out a product that's going to have all these failures on it they need to also admit hey we did this wrong here's how we're going to make it right and we're not going to penalize the player for it which Stern will never, ever do. But that's what needs they to happen. They never that, cop to being wrong. That builds confidence in the company and its product. No, and you, all great points. Brian, you got anything to add to this? I'm watching the live Twitch stream here of them playing uh, 
the Stranger Things. I thought it was a premium or an LE. I can't it's tell. An L, it's an LE, but I think they said it was a premium, but it's an LE that they're playing. But I did really enjoy the fact that the same exact problem we have with the ball getting stuck around the Demogorgon. Within 10 minutes of the stream starting. Yeah. 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 That's so, pretty funny. Well, and, I mean, to go to the other extreme, too, it's like, okay, so you're, you're a rap player, you know, punches a dollar into a game. Uh, you're, you're a pinball layman, the person who does not know their way around pinball. Look, we're all seasoned pinball players. And our first impressions of this game are negative because of what happened. We played it on location. What happened or what happens if we're unboxing one and we're setting it up? You know, it's our game. We've paid the money. You know, we've paid the $6,000. We've brought it home. We're setting it up. And within 100 plays, we're having these failures. Like, what does that do to the confidence, like Jamie was speaking of, in Stern. What does that do with your confidence in the product? And like how much, you know, I know, and this is going to come off really arrogant, but there are a lot of dudes out there who have more money than pinball sales. And like, they are extremely upset that like they spent this money on a game and it wasn't dead solid, perfect out of the package. Everything didn't work exactly right. And it's like, Hey bro, that's pinball. They're complicated machines. They're going to need some adjustment. They're going to need some fixing. It's but a mechanical these, device. Right. Yeah. But these are basic parts, and they're not failing in one out of every hundred games. They're failing regularly. Yeah. Right. You know, like everybody who touches this game experiences this problem. Jurassic Park has had huge issues with coil stops, not to mention the play fields jumping off the game and running away. Yeah. You know, there's just gigantic quality issues. And, to me, like, I'm looking for my first new inbox game. Like, I've always been like, you know, I am really happy buying my used games. I really am. And I have some expensive ones. I paid more than new inbox for some of these games because they're rare, high-end titles. That's great. But, like, I want to open a box someday. And when I open that box, I want to have an experience that will not be sullied by, yeah. oh, my brand new light of my life yeah. is is broken. You know, the node board failed, the, the play field's cracking, the play field cracking, oh my god, like that's terrible. Or just something stupid happened, like the coil stops failed in the hundred. Well, that, that stranger things that we played on our local at our local uh, pizza place, um, the first night it was tilting out. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where you'd start a game and you'd just play and you didn't touch it and it it would tilt through. You're done. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and that's just how you're supposed to live with that. Yeah. Well, some of that comes down to setup, right? Like, did the operator go in? Did they set up the table? It wasn't. Did it, they, it was not a thorough setup. Set no, we we played we, it. We and watched it played fine, and then all of a sudden it just started yeah. tilting. But up. I watched him set it up too. Yeah. And it was, he did not check the right. tilt bobber as soon as yeah. you know, like he left. It comes he just to an operator. Made sure the dollar accepted. And that was it. And but I I agree with what Dan's saying. If you're gonna if you're gonna make that outlay of a significant amount of your money, right. And you pull the thing out of the box, and you have a poor experience. It, it's not ideal. I mean, you're going to be pissed. I mean, you're going to be livid. It's not like you just lost a dollar at an arcade. Right. You just spent, you know, you could, have bought a, you could have bought a decent used car, but instead you got this pinball machine, and it's messed up. Right. And, and, you're and the worst mad. thing is, the worst thing of all is when it really fails, like a node board or something fails, and it's sitting there. It's down. And you're looking at and it. And you want to play it. You want to play it so bad. Ah. And you can't. And it's just like, and, and 
you know, to be honest, man, I can kind of see Stern's point of view. They've got dudes hooked through the bag. Oh yeah, like they're coming back. They're they're you know accepting they're accepting the the failures as as life in the big city. You know, but like just for what you're paying for these games now, it's like the quality just needs to be there. I, I have to cut in and just say, watching the live stream on Dead Flip and seeing Brian Eddy get a straight down the middle when he's trying to go for the when he's trying to go for the uh, Morgan is just the story of my life. And seeing the look on his face was extremely satisfying to me. <laughs> yes. Hey, I want to rewind that and watch that again. Just a look of despair. You know what, yes. though? That is, that is <laughs> genius design. <laughs> like, those, these machines aren't designed for us to kick their ass. They're designed to wreck us. Please do. Uh, yeah. They're Pinball machines are a money-making device. They've always been designed with high-risk shots <laughs> to lose your ball. Right. They're made to take in your money. And I've always been very... Just like you guys don't get it when people complain about that. Like, oh, this has a cheap, this has a cheap shot. If I miss this shot, it breaks down the middle. That's what it's supposed to do. Right. You know, it's, it's a game of skill, and it's designed to take your money. Big risk, big reward. Exactly. It's like you go to the fair and you play. You know, I got to get the ball to the basketball hoop, and the hoop's not the right size, or the ball's over the place. That's what they're supposed to do. Don't be upset by it. <laughs> It's difficult. Play better. You just yeah. Yeah. Why do you think Steve Ritchie says, give me your money and play, play better? better. Hey. Get good. Yeah. Exactly. Get good. So, have, have we gone through Stranger Things and all that? We covered do that we, pretty yeah. thoroughly. I mean, does anybody have any more thoughts on, on the quality and price issue? I mean, I, I think we covered I know it. everybody in the pinball hobby and all the all the podcasters <laughs> have like beat this to death, but this is, I think, the first time that a lot of, a lot of us other than, you know, the Jurassic Park issue that one of our locals has had, has really caught, like, this quality thing right in the face. Yeah. Like, you know, we all touched the game and we all felt it, and it's just a real, real shame <coughs> that, you know, our first experience with this game was so bad. Because with Jurassic, at the very least, you know, we were playing that game and we were convinced of its quality, and then playfield <laughs> issues popped up. Right. Stranger Things might be getting cut off at the knees because... They can't make them work. Right. You know, or they can't keep working. And there are bypasses. They can remove the post. They can set the game for virtual locks. You know, but do you want 80% of the experience or do you want 100% of the experience? Right. Yeah. You know, if I was spending 6000 bucks and I was walking home with one of these games, I would really hope that, you know, at the very least, get your game from a good, from a good distributor yep. who's going to have your back. And, you know, be patient and your problems will hopefully be addressed. You know, be, you know, right. do it right. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if I had money to drop on a new unbox game, it would be an attack from Mars Roommate. That would be my first choice. Yeah. I'm, I, I, just because I love that game so much. But also because, you know, I haven't heard uh, Chicago Gaming having any issues. Oh, they've had it. Have they? Okay, I just have There was a big flipper power issue with Attack from Mars remake specifically. Okay, like for whatever reason, the program somewhere between uh, somewhere between Medieval Madness remake and Attack from Mars remake, they like we did some of the flipper programming and it was different, but they addressed it. Um, I haven't heard of a lot of uh, big physical problems. I guess one of the games Medieval Madness they had problems with. The uh, slingshot I was about to be close to where they were chopping them off. Yeah, Medieval Madness had some issues early on. But, I mean, just a lot of what happens with any game is just, hey, it's hand-assembled. 
right by you know skill but you know not exactly you know the top end of 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 in you know labor right and you know because they have to get the game out there they have to make some money sure. so but mm-hmm. Chicago game like yeah if I was if I was going well, my second box, choice would be a Deadpool pro so you yeah know. if I was looking you know, I haven't heard of many problems about Deadpool yeah me too neither. No. Yeah. you know Deadpool's there's really fine. there's nothing to love Deadpool the Deadpool sucks. So speaking of hey, so speaking of uh, not Deadpool but uh, uh, play fills and games, uh, we're up, up, well up next is Brian with his uh, uh, repair log on Star Trek on Data East twenty fifth anniversary Star Trek. Yeah, it came out great. Um, backstory for everyone who knows what knows, of course. And I'll be posting the pictures on Facebook. Say, yeah. yeah. I, I, I so by that. tomorrow, the fo- the photos will be on our Facebook. I need to get you the actual real before the one I posted mm-hmm. online was not the first. Picture. Okay. Um, basically, long story short, is I've been working through games for a local collector, ones you want to fix, um, either shopped out for or whatever, name it. And on this particular date, you Star Trek, um, you're supposed to do like a simple shop job, you know, the sound was working with a deal. Tore it down and found out that the right scoop had a clippy on it. Okay, cool, but the wood, had, like the first layer of plywood, had delaminated away from it. And after looking like at Izzy's game and stuff like that, it's a common wear spot because the way the ball kicks out. Took off the protector, ended up having to replace, you know, fix the hole. And uh, it's really my first one I've done because the, the whole way was minimal. And where the delamination happened, it was so thin that my normal wood epoxy repaired it, it was it would have been too thick. So I used JB Weld for the first time. And I used that and got the sides built up. And then for the very part of the delamination happened, it was a mixture of JB Weld and car spotlight. And I was able to get that on there, get it nice and smooth, and it, it came out great. I'm really happy with it. It's by far the best one I've done so far. Well, you repainted over everything, too. Oh, yeah. It looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll show the before and after, or like a before, during, and after. Yeah, the, the, the paint, I got real lucky. Um, the wood what ended up being a relatively easy match, and wood for me is a difficult one to match because I usually go off the exposed, like the exposed wood that's on the, the closest piece next to it. Because with fade, you know, you can look great on one side, but if it's fade, it's going to look awful on the other. So sometimes your only choice is just repaint the entire thing. Because mixing and matching painting by eye is definitely a trick, and I'm not always great at it. Uh, But the wood came out great. Uh, And then I got real lucky with the yellow being almost straight out of the bottle. It just needed a dab of white to match the yellow that was existing. And black, for the most part, is great. Black is black. Uh, painted that on and it dried flat like it always does and it was a little lighter but with the colors I use usually once I do a Veritain spot clear on it because I'm not going to clear coat the entire play field for this um, it darkens it up a little bit and it glosses it and it came out looking great Uh, cut some mylar around it to fit on the outside but the ball kicks out so we're not going to have that wear happening there again slap the clippy protector back on it and it came out really nice yeah, I, the, just for the photos, it, the work looks really good. Yeah, it's. I wasn't expecting to have to do it. I was kind of. I knew about the delamination point. I just figured, oh, it's got a clip. You've ever had it before? Fix that. It didn't. Um, I'm not even touching the other one because it's it's fine as far as I can tell. Uh, but it's it's going to be done hopefully within a week or so. I got to order the bulbs and it's just reassembling. Cool. And then that game goes back to Henry. I have Dan lined up for World Cup soccer. I got a ramp that Henry wants to flame polish. I have a joust in line from Todd. Uh, joust? 
Pinball? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's been in line for a while. It has. It's just a matter of Todd getting it over to the house. How about an update on free Riverboat game? Oh, yeah. The free games. Right on uh, that lucky Riverboat. Uh, why this is all going on with the Star Trek, you know, because it takes you got it takes a while to do a whole repair. You know, you put the stuff on, you got to let it dry completely. You sand it, you do another layer, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not just a one day process thing. And I started ripping into the Riverboat Gambler and taking that all apart. Um, I forgot that it is a System 11, which means that there's Loctite on every stinking post and screw in that game. <laughs> um, I've dealt with it before. High Pulse Speed Snapper. High Speed yeah. had it. Earthshaker had it. Funhouse had it. Basically, every, every System 11 I've done has had it. These guys went overboard, and it looks like Miles they literally... WPC. But it still has Loctite. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so right, yeah, yeah. it's WPC. Um, these ones went overboard, and every single screw and post was dipped all the threads. Not just a little bit. Like the screws all the way up to the end of the screw. I'm really surprised they use Loctite on such small size fastener. Okay. Is this from the factory or is this? Okay. Yeah, it was a factory thing. Um, normally for a game, it would be like a keeper. Like when I did my Earthshaker, I got frustrated. I was like, screw this. And I grabbed my Dremel and I chopped everything off and just ordered new stuff because it's quicker in the long run. But this isn't a game I intend on keeping too long. Like I'll play it and then I'll trade it, sell it, whatever. So. <laughs> I went the long route and you know took time instead of money to fix it up. I uh, got that all done. Adam Presler came and helped me out. I had to drill out the lock screw on one of the diverters because it was in there. It, it would not move. Uh, I tried heating it. I tried soaking a PD blaster for two days. That thing wouldn't move. It was it was in there. When we drilled it out, got that fixed. It's down to the wood right now, and uh, just cleaning up the novice to whoever cleaned it for the previous owner. Literally shot like half a bottle. It's everywhere. Only uh, half a bottle? Not nearly enough. Yeah, it is everywhere. Uh, and this game's dirty. I, I don't think it's been chopped out in God knows how long. Like there's dirty Somebody did just spray the novice on there and then leave it there? It sure did look like it. Oh, wow. Um, it, it basically looked like it looked like it. Looked like it. <laughs> I was thinking uh, the same thing. <laughs> the money shot. Yeah. Um, la, 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 it's, so, it's so bad <laughs> that, you know, there's dirt like ground into the mile of stuff. Oh, cool. Like, it's wow. a magic eraser on the Milo, which I've never had to do before. Wow. But it's going to get nice nicer. Yeah. Then once I got the big main ramp out, you know, there's not much to that game. It's coming along. It's still going to turn a bit nicely. Um, maybe a month or so will be ready. We'll be able to play. And then uh, haven't touched Heavy Metal Meltdown. That's going to be a major, major project that I'm looking forward and not looking forward to at the same time. Should rock them. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Okay, yeah, should rock because heavy metal meltdown. It's it's gonna be fun. It's just the more I read about things, the more research I do, it's just I realize how it's a completely different board set and mindset than what I'm used to doing. You know, I've read about you gotta when you do the remote battery, you have to leave the other one in there and then time the remote battery and then clip out the old one. That way you don't have to do the reset sequence with that stupid controller. Thank God I have one. It's Usually they don't come with the game, people lose them. Yeah. But it's it's difficult, you know. And Dan's been working on his free black rose lives. I mean it doesn't work, but it is alive. It kind of works. It's wide enough. It'll it'll boot up. Well it'll boot, it'll it'll coin up. Uh so so far, Brian, uh we immediately pulled the power driver board. We did I mean we turned it on, we saw it turn on. We said this power driver board is shot. The connectors were burned to a crisp. Uh, Brian took the board, did some rebuilding on it. Somehow he found time in the middle of all of his other game projects 
And uh, I just sort of looked at it for a week. And then Brian came by and, and we installed all new blooper mechanisms in it. And then I sort of looked at it for three more weeks. And then uh, just this morning, I installed the board. I replaced the connectors. I wrapped up the flipper install. Not completely out of the flippers. Powered it up. You know, went went past the uh, went past the uh, settings restore because there's no batteries in it, and I got a ground row short. So now I got to track down the ground row short. But we're moving on Project Free Rock Rose. So very exciting news in the uh, land of, of the freebie games. We might have three working freebie games before too long. Well, everyone meltdown is. But you know what? Have two working. <laughs> you guys are making great progress on those, so you know. You know what? Considering that again, they were uh, they were gifted from a local pin a local pinball guy, and uh, you know he had basically just sat on for upwards of eight years. Uh, the fact that within a month we've made a lot of progress on two of them, I think, is is great. It just goes to show what happens. That you know there are great deals out there even freebies, and uh, when you get them, don't sit on them. Make them work. You can't, they don't work, you can't play them, you can't play them, they ain't no fun. I, I will like to say that the Flea Black, Black Rose Clippers are pretty awesome. Uh, one of the Flippers did have parts from Williams, Data East, <laughs> and Sega. It was wow. pretty impressive. It was pretty neat. Um, pretty it had cool. some really interesting custom coil stops um, that were like bolted in. Yeah, I saved them because I, I want to take them apart and see exactly what it did. Because obviously they worked. <laughs> We're gonna send them to Stern. Yeah, and be like, Look, <laughs> "Hey guys, great idea." But it was it was just interesting because you take it apart. You know, like one of the flippers, it's got the Williams coil base. It's got a Data East flipper uh, coil in there, and then it's got a Sega flipper pawl. And it's just yeah, it had a real weird bushing. I mean, it was strange. Wow. And here's one of the weirdest things too: not a re-import. Oh, wow. Like, you hear what we're saying, and you think automatically, oh, yeah, well, this game came back from Europe. They couldn't get parts, or it was in South America, or something like that. No. This is a domestic game. Like, just whoever had this game before whoever had it before us did some very, very interesting repair work on it. Did, did you ever notice, because I don't know if I ever showed you this or brought it up, on uh, the other Black Rose, the one you got from me? On the Spencer Black Rose? Yeah. Did That's you notice the there's a there's a... a mechanical counter built into the bottom of that thing. How could I miss it? So I think we did talk about it once I want, before. And it works. And it works. It works. I want to take it out, but it's it's really entwined into the wiring harness of the game, and I know that that's going to be a little That's the weirdest thing. thing when I saw that. I was like, and what the hell? it doesn't seem to screw with anything, so right now I'm just leaving it well enough alone. But, yeah, I would start a game, and I'd do this big old look, and I'm just like, what the crap is that? Yeah. And, yeah, there's this old school counter you know uh and it, it actually it records when you press uh start is it left over from the em period or something it, it, looks, looks, it, it looks, looks like, like it i would yeah. assume it is my guess was when that game was out on route whoever had that particular route i bet put them into all of his games so you could compare that physical count to the money that came in yeah because on those games you can erase oh you know they say that say that person we had the game you know the location had a key you could take as much money out of there as he wanted and reset to show, hey, man, you only, you only had like five plays. Right. So there's only like a couple of bucks in there. Yeah, my EM downstairs has a counter. Yeah, most EMs I've seen yeah. do. So it, it could, could be like an EM-style counter. Yeah. yeah. yeah my EM does not have one, but it had one one time. 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it could be something like that where you know he had it in shifty locations. Yeah, and he needed to prove what was going on. So why not? I'm assuming it's just like you said, it's tight in the start, so it probably just pulses yeah. it when the when the power goes through, and it's it's not a bad idea. So right. you gotta keep people honest by force. Yeah. Free Black Rose, by the way, did donate many parts to the Keeper Black Rose. It donated the so lockdown bar. It downloaded the apron. Uh, and and I need to talk to you. Uh, donated, downloaded, yeah, downloaded. Ooh. Oh, you need to talk to donated. me. And uh, yeah, because I need to figure out how to get the the ramp out. Uh huh. Because it's got a, a nicer ramp. Which I ramp? The, the sword looking one. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, I'll show you how to do that. that. Awesome custom repair on it. Yeah. The uh-huh. Eric did when it broke it kind of go go like or broke it, but yeah, it's uh, just you know I figure I'll swap that out. Yeah, I, you know what? You just gotta pull the play field forward. Yeah, and then there's like two bolts, and then it slides right out. Uh, it's uh, not that I'll come over. It's like twenty minutes. Yeah, okay. my lady is already looking really good. So yeah, that thing that can really nice. The interesting thing about free black rose was it had some cabinet touch ups, and from ten feet, the cabinet looks amazing. But from six know, inches, from okay. six inches, yeah, a little not so much, but yeah, from ten feet, it's awesome. Yeah, um, you know, for a, for a, for a touch up, you know, unless you get it done, and maybe maybe we'll make maybe I'll have Brian to brush the shit well, out of it. My, my, my point is that you know, for a game like Black Rose, which let's face it, is not an A list game or anything like that, it is not? the supreme, most desired. F-less. Lady Pirate themed uh, Valley the, the Pre-Mobile game The guy touched it up It looks great from six feet you yeah, know, it's 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 really, really, yeah, No one's going to have their nose up against it you know, Oh my gosh, I went my nose up against it This looks like crap uh, that, 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 uh, that reminds me of something from the Stranger Things third, Where people are complaining <laughs> The screen looks like crap when the power is turned off It's like Who's looking Duh. at the game with the power off? Yeah. Who cares? My TV looks beautiful. Yeah. It. yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. People have been saying that about, well, the premium Nelly will look terrible when the power's turned off. It's like everybody will look Why? at the game when the power's turned off and go, oh, the power's off. Oh, but it looks good when it's turned on. It's, it's Let's just remember a lot of pinball <laughs> fans are out of control. It's retarded. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. I have an autistic son. I can get away with it. Even he says it. <laughs> anyway. So you have an artistic son? Yeah, yeah, Malcolm. He's so artistic. True story. And then we're going to get on our next topic. Malcolm, by the way, is a gangster. I love that. Malcolm is just, he's a righteous dude. Okay. Malcolm is 25 now. Is okay? he? He's 25. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. Yeah, 25. Uh, when he was about 10, he was doing, you know, his little STEMI stuff that autistics do with his fingers or whatever. And, uh, uh, we're in the line at the grocery store, and of course, Rusty goes, oh, our, our sons are autistic. Can't be God, you can't make this up. The little young lady behind the counter goes, Oh, I love art too. Oh, dear God, <laughs> they can stop. I just wanted to pat her on the head, give her a cookie, and go, There, there, honey, go lie down. So, anyway, yeah, true story, man. And my wife and I are looking, and you guys all know Rusty, so we're just looking at each other, going, Oh, God, <laughs> oh, save us. Yeah, anyway. Jamie, you had something you'd like to say. Oh, you're just. I'm autistic. Oh, are you really? You're on the spectrum. I did not notice, and I usually catch that pretty quick because I've been around, you know. Uh, Lots of medication and therapy. Okay. All right. I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have noticed. So no, and usually I'm usually really good at catching uh, uh, on the it's spectrum. You're forgiven. I know. Anyway, but that's okay. So are we going to talk about the hey. podcast apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go to that next. And uh, 
Uh, I don't know if it's what you think it is. No, it's, 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 it's I, 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 I think it's, it could be a good thing. Um, okay, so, um, special one lit pinball podcast, head to head pinball podcast. Uh, the this week in pinball podcast, not the website, just the podcast, have all announced that they're gonna quit doing these podcasts. They are all leaving the podcasting spectrum. Yeah, but they're also announced that in conjunction with some other people involved um, are going to start, they're starting a network, a new multimedia network called the Pinball Network. Pretty simple. I guess they're going to talk about pinball. So they're still all doing streaming and like, um, oh God, what's, I can't think of that. Dennis Creasel from the Eclectic Gamers podcast. Um, Jamie, you're familiar with that one, right? Um, Not really. They do mostly video games, but they always talk about pinball too. Dennis Creasel, really good dude. And he's also often on um, uh, uh, This Week in Pinball podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he's the official co-host. Yeah, yeah. And Zach, Zach is the host. Right. I think that he's the mastermind. Okay. Like, if, if you're familiar with what Zach Meany does, he's a, he's a distributor now. Right. But Flipping he, out pinball. He uh, ran, uh, was it straight down the middle? I think so. But he's doing flipping out streaming. With Bone, right? I think so, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he had a podcast, and then he became the host of This Week in Pinball podcast. Right. And then he became a distributor. Right. And he uh, is the operator of Flipping Out Pinball. But this man is relentlessly devoted to doing more pinball media. He did Pinball Cribs, which... I, I liked you, it. I hope you've seen it, but love it or hate it. You know, it was it was a thing. It was Pinball Cribs. Uh, and now he has the, uh, the flipping out streams, which are some of the more impressive streams. Like, yeah. they get huge hosts. They have a set. It's like Monday Night Football, but it's pinball. Uh, so I think that this is probably mostly his creation. I yeah, mean, I can't back that up with anything. Well, but well it there, feels a lot like it's got uh, from the mind of Zach Meany. Can can somebody anybody tell me who the the pinball uh, content provider that had the website? I can't remember the name of the website uh, now. I Nobody can because well, he's I guess he's involved with it too. I can't remember the name. Pinball, pinball Supernova. Thank you. That was it. Pinball okay. Supernova. Yeah, and that. so he he was going to shut his down at the same time because he just wasn't getting the hits or whatever. It's like, I feel you, brother, but, you know, we keep going. But apparently they're going to start, I guess they're going to do streaming, and I guess they're going to do podcasting, and they got some other stuff up their sleeve, too, that we don't know about. Now, there's been a lot of people kind of ripping on Zach lately because he's a distributor, and because he's a Stern distributor, he can't say anything negative about Stern on his podcast, which I would say is probably true. Because if few of you remember, if any of you remember, I certainly do, a few years ago when Nate Shivers was still doing his show on the regular, he had made a couple of comments about a Stern game. Don't remember which one now. But the next week he apologized because I guess they ripped on him really bad. Oh, you can't say that's terrible. And we all know if you say anything about negative about Stern on like Facebook or anything else, dude, they boot you hard. They banned you from their uh, Facebook page. So, and that's cool. But I know Zach is a good dude. I know several people who have bought games from him who had issues. And he's been really good about resolving those issues quickly. So, I mean, he's a solid dude, man. So don't give him grief. Don't give these guys grief. They're they're doing something positive. And uh, give them a chance to see what they got. I'm excited because we don't know what we're going to get yet, man. It's it's like a big surprise. We're going to open a box. 
going to be like Christmas, except pinball. And yeah, there's still like 30 other great pinball podcasts and Spencer's podcast out there. So what surprises me is that people would dissolve their own podcast for the sake of another network. When, when my podcast and a few others decided to come in on a network, we kept our shows intact. And it was the fact that we had name recognition behind our shows, which I mean, you do with something for a few years, you get some, you know, you get a reputation. Right. And it was that and a few of the other people that we were bringing in that really got our network, the Voice of Geeks Network, to to be in because we didn't dissolve our podcast. We just made ourselves a big podcasting weird ass dysfunctional family. You know how I feel about it. If like if you want, if you really listen to these podcasts. And a lot of them I've fallen off on, but I don't know. I know Spencer listens to everything all the time. A lot of these podcasts, you know, they were getting right towards that two-and-a-half, three-year-old mark. Yeah. Uh, the passion. I mean, it's not that they weren't doing a good job. They were technically probably better than ever. But maybe the passion was running out. Like, that's what it really felt like with Head to Head. Head to Head's the one that I listen to pretty regularly. And we talk about that a lot. And, yeah, it was never the same after Ryan C. left. Uh, but Marty continued on. He brought in Joe. Him and Joe were doing a great job. Um, but, you know, he was taking a break. He was taking a six-month sabbatical, and it just ended up becoming a permanent sabbatical, and he's involved in the, the pinball network probably in a, in, a, in a capacity. Maybe he's the Australian correspondent, but um, I think that these guys, maybe they were just ready to move on to the next thing. The one that surprises me is Special One Life. Because Special and Lit, those guys were still fairly new to the scene. Those guys seemed really ambitious. They were getting a lot of big interviews. I mean, they're they're located right in the heart of of the pinball action because they're, they're in Illinois. But right. they're pretty thick with Zach. And so maybe Zach just sort of said, hey, you know, we're going to build this, you know, this thing. It's going to be bigger than all of us separately. You know, we're well, a lot of these guys have young on. children. Like really young, like babies, you know. Sure, and like I said, you know, and that's you know, being a, a full time job and a, a new parent, especially, and like that man, it it takes a lot out of you. Well, sure. Is there a trading value you can get on your kid? <laughs> I don't know, man. Depends on what you get. You can probably you can yeah. probably get a lot of Stranger Things pros for a good young kid these days. Uh, blonde and blue eyed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. You know. Heck, I got a ten thousand dollar offer on Alex two weeks ago. <laughs> He's not even my kid. <laughs> yeah. But I also think that if you think about it, and I mean, this is going to sound a little elitist, but it's like I go for ten thousand, ten thousand bucks, man. Wow, I'm rich. I'm buying an LE. So I'm an LE. I can't believe it. I know the human body is worth at least fifty bucks in minerals. But a lot of the pinball podcasters are guys who it seems like their level of engagement in the hobby is about six years old. Like, it really seems like that's the magic number. They've all been in the hobby for six years. And, you know, they got in the three-year mark. They're probably at the height of their fandom. And, you know, maybe it's just, I mean, Zach obviously turned it into a business. But, like, maybe, you know, a little bit of the shine's off the apple. They're coming to the seven-year itch. You got it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, March will be three years that I've been doing this show. Feels so much longer. Wow. <laughs> like infinity. <laughs> and beyond. And beyond. beyond. Speaking of longer, though, how much longer until Pinball uh, uh, Festival. 111 days until the Golden State Pinball Festival. Oh, yay! 
I think, think the that's The premier right. pinball show in Lodi, California. On the West Coast, as far as There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you think we're bigger than California Extreme? As, as far as the pinball show goes, oh, yeah. way better experience as far as the pinball show. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? There's also those shows in Banning. Yeah, but you know what they do with California Extreme is? You can play Tapper and Timber. Yeah. And Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Did um uh he might still have it. I don't know. I've talked to him forever. Uh, and the guys at California Extreme, by the way, are Tron guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Tron guy. Mark Burchin, TJ. Not Mark Burchin, not TJ. He lives in Sacramento. He lives no, I'm in- talking about the guy. Yeah, God. Um, Jeff what Bridges? in God's name are you? Talking? Yeah, he's Tron guy on Pinsock. Bruce Boxleitner. No, 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 no. Yes. Hang on. I, he used to come to league once in a while. Okay. Doing. Jeff Dylan, Bridges. thank you. Dylan, I haven't seen him. Oh, is Dylan Tron guy? <laughs> yeah. He's oh, back in league. He's in Folsom. Oh, he? Oh, okay. okay. The, the Thursday thing, I think, was okay. He used to have a, yeah, because he used to have a timber, and uh, yeah, I think he had a tapper, too. He had a bunch of video games. Oh, so, yeah, he still does. Yeah, he has a Tron, of course. Yeah, he had a Tron pinball for a while, but anyway. So, uh, like a yeah, yeah, I should ask him. So. Come on, man. Anyway, for? so the next game, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, oh, and they and uh, uh, oh, uh, pinball, the pinball network premieres February 10th. So be there, so be there, be square. Looking forward to it. I want to see what they're going to do, and I want to add one more thing. Um, they put a news release out saying, Hey, if you are producing content, whether it be video or audio, or are interested in doing so. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you got. So they're looking for new and other people. So it's not just, you know, oh, an old boys club and we're going to do this. They're inviting, openly inviting other people to jump in who maybe been doing it for a while or maybe never done it before. So, which leads me to. Wait, wait, wait. So here's the question. Okay. Now, I know we ain't joining up with that because <laughs> we admire our independence. Yeah. But. Are they going to let Canada in? Yeah, that's been brought up a lot. Um, I don't think he would. I don't think he's I already posted on Facebook. He's like, "Hey, what about me? What about the number one pinball podcast so, in enough, the world?" When I looked up the Pinball Network, the first thing that it redirected me to was SoundCloud, and. Canada? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. I wonder if Canada's oh, wow. on board. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I I, I, I can't. I don't know, man, because he's, he's uh, you know, I, I've been on his show on an episode uh, sometime before Were I started. You? Yeah, before I started my podcast. Oh, no. That's what kind of put put me over the yeah, edge. Exactly. We're late. You know what? He, he, I actually like Canada on, like, online. I can make it through about 20 minutes of his podcast before I'm like, hey, you talked about this the previous 15 episodes. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, he's such a great figure in in pinball uh, media and, and and what we do that it's just like, you, you, you got to know what he's, you, you know, you got to know. It's like Kanye. I don't listen to his music, but like, come on, man. What's that wacko going to do next? I don't know. I'd, I'd pay real money if he would shut up. I view, <laughs> I view right? Yeah. Okay. I view Canada... As the Howard Stern of Pinball Podcast. People that loved Howard Stern back in the day would listen to him for like 20, 30 minutes. People that hated him would listen to him twice as long. Okay? Because they're like, what's he going to say next? What's he going to do next? I listen to every episode. Most I get all the way through and I enjoy. Once in a while, if he's, like you said, if he's brought something up for the 45th time in the last month, 
I'll just I'll turn it off. But well, rarely, he's just clearly wrong. Like, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, JJP sucks so bad. It's like, dude, what dude, the fuck? If you haven't played a good one, um, yeah, like calm Kanye West. I wouldn't see them accepting <laughs> Kaneda in because Kaneda is too much of a me, me, me. It's all me. He's he's not. He's a narcissist. And if you're trying to get a collective of people together to share one idea and make it as a group effort. That narcissistic personality is just not going to fit. Unless he proves to be the Robert Downey Jr. of the Avengers. No, oh, that could be. Right. Well, I, I Which is what he wants to be. Jamie's like the clearest head here tonight. Uh, Let's know. see if so, he, you know, bravo. Almost <laughs> he's on heroin a few times, and then we can call him that. <laughs> or maybe we just want it after we're done listening. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, you guys make good points. So, um, are we ready for... Dan, you had something about reviews? <laughs> yeah, there's reviews. Uh, I can, Jimmy has. I can pull them up. Okay, so when I was asking some questions about the podcast before I came on, because, you know, I wanted to know... Oh, crap, I didn't want to play it. I wanted to know what I was getting into. Is I've been on a few podcasts that were not my own, and I was like, okay, I'm interested. Let me see what's going on. And uh, so I looked up reviews. Do you do you want me to read the reviews? Yes, no, you no, yes. No, oh, do you want me to read the reviews? Okay, all right. These are some reviews on uh, for iTunes on iTunes of the Spinners Lit Pinball Podcast. Oh, gosh. I missed the pinball podcast of yesterday. This is by Knobstone. The po- this podcast is yet another example of how not to do a podcast. Audio is not mixed properly. Dogs and other annoying noises in the background. <laughs> okay, you're going to pick on Bud, who's now dead. My dog is dead. Because, See, because of you. Because of, no, because yeah, of you. Yeah, because of you. No. We put him down. We put him down. Thanks we didn't put him down. He actually he actually died yeah. at home with people he loved. And when I go to edit this at the very beginning, I'm going to have a tribute to Bud. But no, I'm kidding. But no, Bud really did pass away. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, dogs and other annoying noises in the background. People talking over each other. Guilty. And we've been really good about that tonight. And we're getting better. Nothing to add to the pinball hobby. I disagree with that statement, sir, but thank you for your honest opinion. As others of the pinball community have already noted, please stop podcasting and leave this to the pros. Sir, we've been very honest. Uh, We are not professionals. But we have fun, so deal with but it. We have fun, so deal with it. Don't listen or yeah. listen. We, we have, have a charger phone, so people will listen to every word that we <laughs> say. Hey, we haven't charged you anything. That's right. For this hour of quote unquote entertainment. <laughs> you, you know what? Though this, I have to say, my experience on this episode has been incredibly positive. Everyone's been great, and everyone's contributed something. I think this has been an entirely enjoyable experience. Thank you. It hasn't felt too far off from an episode of my own podcast. Okay. Try listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is even... And this is, now, I have to say that Mr. Slush, Rob's cat, has become a bit of a joke because you can hear him from across the house, and we have to put him in kitty jail. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Bud would come up and get right up in the mic and go... <laughs> or they'd bark at the wind. It was, either, it was either Bud or it was one of those. And get in the trash. Yeah. So, Jones, Jones, JB, please stop interrupting and speaking over each other. Agree, good sir hey, or wait, ma'am. Wait. 
No, I just want to interrupt you. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're working on that. You know, we sat down and we had a meeting about what we liked and what we want to change. So new this year, 2020, we're going to be making some positive changes. Hopefully you guys will enjoy them. And if you have hey, even a, a critique, please email us at thespinnerslit at gmail.com. Oh, and a quick shout out to our sponsor, Chica's Bell Bonds. Chica's Bell Bonds. Let freedom ring. By the way, I told Spencer if he talked over me again, I was going to whoop his ass. Metal up his ass. Hey. Too? <laughs> Just unbearable <laughs> by Big Chun J. I wrote that right. Dogs barking, babies crying. There are no babies, sir. Babies crying. I know. <laughs> LOL. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, I'm just busting balls. I'm sure they're nice people, but I'm out on this one. Well, you know what? Maybe give us another chance sometime. Or if not, God bless you for listening, man. You know he's listening. You know he is. You yeah. know he's so, listening. You know. And again, you pick it on Bud, and Bud's dead. Well, that's the thing. The so. dogs died. We sold the babies off. So, you know, <laughs> no. those dogs are gone. <laughs> I would have never even looked for those because I don't – I have an Apple phone. I'm an Apple fanboy as far as the phones go. I guess I'm a fan. It's the only products I own are theirs. But I don't, I, I don't use iTunes at all. I don't use any of the i stuff. I mean, I do whatever I can that's free. If I have to pay for it, I'm not doing it. I so. yeah. Folks, dozens and dozens of the Spinners Lift podcast listeners, if you would like your review read live on the air, live recorded on the air, if you'd like us to read your words on the internet, <laughs> please submit a review. And if you have a good time, please submit a good review. Yeah, and or reach out to us, man. Email we'll us. I'm not getting, reviews. I'm not getting a lot of emails. So, um, but you know what? Every time we run into somebody at a show or a gathering, a tournament, um, any kind of you know public anywhere out where we're playing pinball or whatever, people come up and I always get positive comments, positive feedback. So again, if there's something you'd like to see or say, please stop doing that. Um, yeah, e- email us, man. The spinner is lit at gmail.com. Uh, let's do shout outs and thank yous. Uh, Eric, since you were kind enough to host tonight, you want to start off? Hi-yo! Hey! I want to give a shout out to the people that submitted a review. And I just want to say, uh, hey, thanks for the honest critique. And if you're ever in Lodi at the show, it's coming up in May. Come on out and play some pinball with us because we're all fans. Even if we don't agree on what we're talking about for games or what we're doing on the podcast, doesn't matter. We're all in the pinball thing together. Come on out and play some pin. Even if we suck at broadcasting. Even if. Even if. Oh, man. Yeah, there, you know, to be honest, uh, once again, big thank you to Spencer for putting this all together. Uh, thank you. It is a great way to get together every month. Uh, great, uh, big shout out. I don't know the operator's name. Uh, Alex knows it. Of Uncle Vito's for putting a brand Chris new Stranger Things. Chris and Dallas. For putting a brand new Stranger Things out there. Um they are right on top of the repairs, so if you're in the Sacramento area and you want to check out Stranger Things, uh, Uncle Vito's Pizzeria, it's fantastic pizza, amazing French fries. Those, those uh, hot wing fries hell? are a wow. Yeah, yeah mind-blowing. Told you. Uh, and a great line of pins. Uh, Stranger Things, uh, Jurassic Park, Deadpool, and uh, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, was there one more? That's it. Those and one. those ones, and that's that's a hell of a lineup to see in one place. So a uh, big shout out to them as well. And a big shout out to my lovely wife who decided to come. Yeah. Thank you. The wonder 
Thank you for uh, coming. Pinball podcast. And thank you for the lovely gift of the mixing board. I'm going to have fun learning how to do that and breaking it stuff. It served Orange Lounge very well. We finally replaced ours with the USB version because we moved on to a Mac Mini. It it still is in perfect condition, and I hope that you can get a lot of these. Yes, awesome. and thank, thank you, you for getting it out of my house. There you go. Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> Uncle Vito's Pizza. That's at 1800 15th Street. Sweet E in Sacramento, <laughs> California. Yeah, um, basically yeah. right across What's the Ace of Spades. Yep. Was it by Ace of Spades? Yeah, yeah, right across the street. Not the one on 16th. Yes. Do not go to that one. No, they only have one game. Okay. Wait, I've heard that it's right across the street from the Ace of Spades. <laughs> yeah, right across the street from the Ace of Spades. The 16th Street one right, has Iron Maiden, right? No, it does not. I thought it did. No. Oh, it has no pinball. No pinball. 16th there. Street, no pinball. 15th Street, Pinball. pinball. Good pizza. That's great so fries. The garlic fries were good. Those hot wing fries were the bomb. I want oh. the Thai fries. I haven't had those. I've had those. I haven't had them either. We'll have to go back. Get on the menu. Yeah. We'll go back. We'll play Stranger Things because it's yes. working again. Huzzah. It just doesn't have Huzzah. the sauce. It's anything like the normal Thai fries. They're not really French fries. They're a Thai fry. What you got, Alex? Shout outs to everyone here. Shout out to Jamie for coming here. Yeah. yeah. Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Shout out to Eric for, for hosting. Let us come over to our house. And we're, we're, we're just, just going to go a little over an hour tonight. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Screwed up. I'm never leaving. I live it's been now. a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to his Metallica looking like a cop siren every time it's in a track. I'm always scared. You I see, I see oh, the yeah. lights outside. That glass is so clean though. Yeah, I know, right? Christine. Yep. What you got, Brian? Just thanks to Eric. For hosting, uh, thanks to the people who critique the podcast. You know, love uh, it. life sometimes is like a podcast, and you know, sometimes like like podcasts get a little dirty, and sometimes you got to go into that podcast, and you got to clean it, and you got to go through and fix it, and get rid of the stuff that's ruined. And when that doesn't work, sometimes you go out to the window and you got to say, "Hey, this podcast is crappy as hell, and I'm not going to listen to it any longer." Yeah. yeah! yeah! <laughs> And then come back next week to see if we've improved. And we got Stanley Sadowski on. You get the drink from the, the Fire Hose! Oh, there's something so very wrong with us. That was beautiful. Uh, if I may. Yes, please. Um, I will be talking about my experience tomorrow live on Orange Lounge Radio. We, uh, again, broadcast live at twitch.tv slash... Vogue Network, like Voice of Geeks Network. Nice. Um, Six o'clock p.m. Pacific time. We go for about a three-hour train wreck. And um, I will be talking about my experience, giving you guys a big plug there as awesome. well. Awesome. I've already done a couple of uh, uh, plugs on uh, my, my Twitter and my Instagram. I've got a lot of OLR followers on there. And I'll definitely, definitely talk to y'all a lot. You're talking to y'all a plug. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, thank you. No, not shame none. <laughs> It's not a shameless plug. It's a great plug, and thank you for that. And uh, just expect a lot of hate mail for uh, people actually listening to our show. She's not a shame. So, yeah. at Let me know everything you think. <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys. I uh, I think that's everything for tonight. Shout out. Shout out. Oh, so I got shout out. You know, man, I'm just kind of a shout out shout to, to our, our missing to, presence of Kendra. Yeah, Kendra shout and, out to, and the lovely Rusty Marianne. Yeah, yeah, Rusty just it's she's not still fighting off the crud. Uh, I know. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, shout out to, to um, Kendra and everybody. Um, you know what, man? I'm just, it's, I had to work today, so I'm just like in a fog. Uh, um, <laughs> you work with a lot of chemicals. I, I do. Yeah. I do. So, no, um, 
Well, I want to shout out to all the local opera, all the operators everywhere. Um, and, and, you know, local uh, Joe, uh, you know, coin op game room. Um, Dallas and Chris, Chris over at Retro, over at Retro, Steve Borrell, Steve Borrell, right? huge, and, and all the other local ops, man. Today. And, and those guys, all of them, keep their games in fantastic condition. Work really hard to make sure we have nice games on location to play in the Sacramento and in the Bay Area. Some of them, um, and uh, mine's just uh, go out, support location pinball, support pinball shows. Support the streamers and the podcasters. I mean, if it's not with financial support, man, send a nice note. Send an email. Send cookies. Give them send an cookies. honest review. Give them an honest review. Yeah. I love those reviews. Because they were, I, I agree with everything on all of them, you know. Um, it was like they were ripped from my very soul. I, pretty much. <laughs> well, look. Any type of feedback, even if someone's being just a complete, you know, utter shit to you. You can find something constructive in it and use it to improve yourself if it's not just for building your own resistance to the garbage on the internet. Right. You also can get, like, I'd say the the one that was the long one, except for the little excerpt at the bottom of it, I actually thought was outlined and very succinctly spoken. Oh, absolutely. So that's the kind of feedback I think a podcast needs yeah. to, to grow and do better. Right. I mean, I, I like to tell people this, that there is no growth without challenge. I gave him that feedback, and I was on the fucking show. So pretty much. He's always on the show. <laughs> well, I give you so, feedback, and you never listen. So go out, support Pim. If you love pinball, if you like pinball, support it. Support it on location. Support, you know, the people that bring it to you. Support mm -hmm. the uh, the different media. Um, and, uh, you know, get involved in Avril any way you like. You know, volunteer at shows or whatever. Um because you're going to be part of something real special. Anyway, that's uh, episode 29. You guys know the words. Say them with me. Play pinball. Play ball. Ball. Keep, Keep America, America strong. strong.